Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast, the only podcast where the guest picks the topic of every single episode. My name is Corey Tyndall and I'm your host. And this week I sat down with New York City comedian Drexton Clements to talk about uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We didn't really talk specifically about what each movie meant. This isn't a full nerd out on uh, how the universe progressed through, but more a broader look at what these movies are, what they meant to American culture then, and what they mean to American culture now. How is Disney choosing to go with these movies and targeting their audience versus doing something you know, more adult, like what DC is doing or what Amazon is doing with the boys. So I think this conversation can really be sort of used to look at a lot of where American society is going. And that's kind of the view that we took throughout this podcast. I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. Um, you can follow Drexton Clemens at this guy Drex on all social media. And he actually just started doing a live show on Amazon Prime called Game Breakers with Aton Levine. Um, and that is a comedy sports show. Two comedians talking about all the different sports news. That is 2 to 4 p.m. every single weekday on Amazon Prime. Go check that out. It's going to be really good. First one just came out a couple of weeks ago. You can follow me at Corey T Comedy on all social media as always. If you're in New York City, come check out my show, Ope, a comedy show at Ferns in the East Village. It's every Thursday at 8.30. Uh, and if you can't make the Thursday show, just hit me up on Instagram. I am around the city doing different spots, different shows. Um, so there's always something you guys can come to. With that, let's get into the episode. You know, it's so crazy. I just, I just got, uh, not just got, like six months ago, I got accepted to Raya. Okay. And I was like, oh my god, I, like, yeah, I made it, I did it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, but because I, I had requested it like two years ago, and I never got okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Like, Shit, I made it to Raya, and then Raya isn't terrible, but it's like, mm. every, I've been on two Raya dates. Both of them felt like we were both figuring out why we were on Raya. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could see that. So you're just like, oh, what do you do? And we're like, oh, yeah, I'm in marketing. For, for what? Yeah. And like, oh, you know, a, a, a business. What do you uh, do? Like, everyone's being vague. Yeah. They're, they're like, like, oh, I do I comedy. I plastics. You're like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, so this is not. So it just felt like, I think like if Raya was set up more as like a networking app, mm. of like, hey, Everyone needs friends with blue check marks in New York City. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's Raya, a blue check mark friend group. Yeah, I think that would be ten times easier because I think that like that's what I would probably end up using it for more than anything else. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you have the blue check mark yet? No. Once the show comes out. Oh, I'm pushing for it. Okay. You know, on, uh, this will come out after the show, so I I think we could talk about it, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so yeah, so that'll be fun. I, you know what? It's so crazy. Um. You heard Elon Musk is about to start charging people for the blue check marks. Yes. So you can just get, you can apply and get one now. Yeah. For, I think, $8 a month. Something, yeah. That's what he's, that's what he's trying to do. Um, I don't know if, like, for, for me personally, like, I don't really care, I guess. It's I, like, if everyone's got a blue check mark, then, like, why do I care if I have a blue check mark? I'm just, like, telling my silly little jokes. 
Yeah. This is like <laughs> I only I care on Twitter. Yeah. If it's a blue check mark on Instagram Twitter. blue check mark sounds is big valid. Yes. And like TikTok blue check mark sounds like I would I would sell a child for that. Yeah. Right? Because like yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta like there are like really good content creators that are constantly putting out videos and they're always blown up and they don't have blue check marks on TikTok. So no. it's like that's, no, it's hard to get it natural. Like you need like multiple millions of followers to naturally get the blue check mark on TikTok. Because truth be told, it's not that hard to get followers on TikTok. No. You really only need just like a few videos to go viral. That happened to me a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I had a video go super viral, nice. and then I went from one thousand followers to like eight thousand in one week. Yeah. And then I just started posting more videos from that set. Yeah. And I went from 8,000 to 10,000. Nice. Now I'm like closer to 11. But it took like a week and a half to do that. Yeah. Where I've been building like 6,000 followers on Instagram for years. Right. Yeah. For yeah. years yes. I've been like, like. Begging people after shows like, hey, please follow me. You don't have to stick like, around. <laughs> just if you would love to follow, you can. All right. This is how fucking hard it is to get Instagram followers for people that aren't comedians. Mm -hmm. So my show which you've done a couple of times that yeah. I do with Chris Ryder, who's done this podcast a bunch of times. Um, on the table, we put a QR code and it takes it to, you scan that and it takes your phone to a link tree, mm -hmm. which then has every single comedian's uh, Instagrams on the link tree. Like we are, we are handing it to them. We are having the host multiple times throughout yeah. the show bring up, you know this, you host, we bring yeah. it up at least two or three times. Like guys, if you like the comedians, follow them on Instagram. Follower is the only thing that matters anymore. I swear to God, I get like maybe one or two and I'm like, oh, okay, well I'm not, like we booked the show that so that Chris and I are not the best comics on the show. I want to be the worst comic on every one of thing. my shows. I think that like even the are... headliners don't get these fucking Instagram followers. No. It's like you just watched for twenty minutes. We just asked you to follow it. God damn it! Just give them a follow. Well, first of all, you do put on a really great show, and you guys oh, are you. both very hilarious on the show. So like, thank you. You know, it's I have seen <laughs> the shows where like you you know a, a host should have been a producer. Yeah. And like a producer yeah. only, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. and then they're like, no, I've got a good tight ten, <laughs> and they've got like a tight two, and you're like, all right, well, yeah, this has been I, this has been the hosting segment of the show, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. um, no, you guys have a really good show, but following getting a following is hard, and then also like the 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 following retention rate, like how often they stick around, how much they keep, come back to other shows. That's right. a whole thing I had to learn because like I was getting all these followers at one point on Instagram and I was like, holy shit, I'm fucking killing it. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, hey, followers, I have a show happening. Come right. to the show. Oh my God. Three people come and you're like, all and right. TikTok's even worse. They're, it's because they're all over the fucking place. They're they never over. actually met you or know what you what you do or who you are and where you are. And then every now and then, like one guy in Colorado is like, "You gotta, you gotta <laughs> come to Colorado." I swear to God, I'll get all three of my dude, friends to come to this Aspen, show, dude. You come to Aspen, I swear <laughs> to God, bro, we got you. And I'm like, all right, well, thanks, oh, but like, can you bring God. fifty of your friends to do so? Yeah, right. So, you know, it, it following is weird and like. Everything's based off the numbers. I used to work at Caroline's. I used to work yeah. uh, social media for Caroline's. And there were people who were famous people who were like had like popular shows. Like one was like a big in a big Canadian sketch comedy show. Yeah. And like that came on in the nineties or the early two thousands. And they were trying to do a show at Caroline's. Mm -hmm. And they were like, check their Instagram following. And it was mm. something like ten thousand. And they were like, That's not enough to pack out. 
No, definitely not. Yeah. They're like, they post that up. They're not going to fill up the room. So then we didn't book him, even though he was a wow. famous guy from TV. Wow. I Every time that there's like a, uh, a headliner show that is not a social media star at like a, a midtown club like that, I'm shocked. I'm like, where, where are these people coming from? Cause it's almost all like social media people. Well, at that's this point. the thing. That's the thing is like, um, you have this weird thing that's happening in comedy where two things are happening. One, you're getting people who are really good at social media, but not necessarily great on stage and yep. they're blowing up on social media. And they're like, yeah. I want to make money from this. And then they start trying to do comedy on stage. <laughs> but they're packing out these rooms yep. very early in their career because they've got that following that really wants to see them and support them. Mm-hmm. But they're not good yet. Right. Then you also have this other facet of people who've been doing comedy for a while and saw the writing on the wall, wall of like, yo, social media is about to be the big thing. Yep. Let me hop into this. Let me post things up. And they're building followings that are able to sell out these rooms yes. with that. And they're crushing. Yes. But so it's like this weird line skip that you got you can do now. Whereas when I first started doing comedy, it was like one, no one tells you a rule book. But no. two, it's like I thought it was get good at the clubs or get really good at comedy. Someone notices you, they put you here, they notice you there, they put you on a bigger stage yeah. and XYZ and then you yeah. do it. You can skip the line now. In yeah. a way. In a way. It's kind of a new line now. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of people that did skip the line. I think there are too many people trying to skip the line. Mm. You know how like you're going to like Disney World and you can get the fast pass, but now everyone knows you can get the fast pass. So the line for the fast pass is actually longer than just the regular line. Yeah. Like I feel like that's kind of what so how what happened with comedy and social media. Like everyone was like, oh, I don't need to go to shows because all I need to do is just get really good at social media. And yeah. then it turns out like, oh, no, no, no. You need to do at least both. But. Well, that's why you can't rely on just social media anymore because there's there's too many choices. There's too many creators. There's too much competition. The odds of like like your one video went super viral, yeah. which is awesome. Getting that like getting that every single week is so fucking hard. hard. It's unbelievable. I figured out why it went viral too. It wasn't that the bit was particularly amazing. It was a bit that I had come up with on the fly. <laughs> Literally, it was a bit I written that day, and I was uh, like, "This is great." But it felt you ever write something where it's you're like, "Good when that happens," but it also it's like, "Really?" Yeah, because <laughs> all the bits that I posted where I was like, I took time and effort and made this like good and perfect. It did okay. Yeah, they didn't do those numbers. Yeah, and every bit that got successful on TikTok was because I was wearing that sweater. What? Every half the comments were like, "This is the funniest thing I've ever heard." And the other half were like, I love that sweater. What is the sweater? It's a, it's a Starry Night Van Gogh sweater. Wow. That's it. Every, That's it. I, I even tested it by God posting damn. the exact same bit in a different shirt. Yeah. Nothing. It got reported. Nothing. You got kicked off of social Nothing. media. They're Nothing like, no, all. we need the sweatshirt. Exactly. So <laughs> so then it's like, do I become do I become the, the, the Van Gogh Starry Night sweater comic? Comic? You know what I mean? We're like, this oh, is man. my outfit, and I go on stage, and I perform like this. Yep. So when people see me, they're like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or do I, like, I went and bought four new sweaters that I thought were better looking <laughs> than the other ones, and I started posting in those, and that didn't work either. No. Nope. So it was like, what do I do? I'm stuck. Yeah. You just got to, like, uh, pray to the algorithm, I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, the algorithm knows what what works, and like yeah. I think it sees that little blue starry night thing happening. And it's like 
this yeah. one. Make it viral. I think that's actually a good transition to what we actually wanted to talk about. Let's talk about the Marvel movies. Yeah. And we'll just start off hot. I think a lot of people are getting tired of Marvel movies because they feel like they feel algorithmic in that they're relatively the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're a big Marvel fan. I am. Do you want to answer that, or do you want to start from the beginning? All right. I, that's, a, that's a loaded question. Fighting words right off These the top. Very Let's get this going. fighting words. Okay. So, it, yes. I didn't say me. I said some people. Right. Yes, they are algorithmic, but for a reason. And I think that okay. the reason that they're becoming algorithmic is probably what is ruining it for the fans. But I okay. think ultimately it's what the fans are going to want at the end of it all. Mm. Right? Yeah. They did a really good job over what five no more than five years building up to Endgame. you had all these different characters oh, like 10 years wasn't 10 it years, like i think didn't, didn't iron man come out in like wasn't that like 2007 2008 yeah so it was that was the original no right? i thought it was wait because the, the original incredible hulk came out in 04 but they don't count that yeah i was gonna say all the time yeah so let's see let's see let's see because you've got like uh because there was like a Daredevil movie for a while, and there was like a, um, there there was all these like one offs. But I, I th- I thought Iron Man was the first one that was like supposed to be building to this bigger picture, where right. it's like you sign on Robert Downey Jr. and he's like in it for the long haul type type deal. I don't even remember who played the original Hulk. Was so, it the dude from Fight Club? That was What's no that, Edward Norton. Edward Norton. Yeah, he played one of them. Okay. But I don't think it was the original. I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, no. Do you know why they created, uh, they had Iron Man lead it though? Please. Uh, yeah. Toy sales. Ah. They, they had all the other ones that they were thinking about doing. Uh-huh. Kids wanted to play with Iron Man. They had, he had a retractable helmet. He had all the yeah. little repulsor beams. Got a light up in the chest thing. There you yep. go. And so they were wow. like, all right, well, the toys are going to sell. We'll start with Iron Man. A relatively obscure kind of superhero, things yeah. like that kind of built from there and as that happened all these people started getting into the marvel cinematic universe you know all these different movies that were very separate from iron man started folding into it but not because of the movie itself but because like the end uh samuel L. jackson would come in and be like i'm building a team yeah I'm building a team just stick around oh and they like, were so good at the teaser right and they used to be so good now it's a little bit like okay where's the teaser exactly like, exactly <laughs> you're it expecting it you know it's coming yeah. right yeah. and then now you're building a new marvel fan base and that marvel fan base is actually reading comic books and things mm. like that so there's nothing that you can really tease okay and there's nothing that really can like build so there's that end of it and then you had avengers and then you you kind of built on that dynamic and grew that dynamic started adding more people and you know adding different conflicts and situations but you felt like you yeah. knew every character i mean by the time it got to end game you know and people were blipped and coming back you were like oh my god like black panther just got here what are you talking yeah, about right, 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 just right. Got here. what are you doing <laughs> you know you felt like some pain towards it that so they're they have to do this again. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's wildly successful. Disney doesn't want to lose any money. No. Right? And so... Oh, I mean, with the theme parks and the toys and just, like, all of the IP, all the TV shows, exactly. all the video games, like... Like, when Christopher Nolan made uh, the Dark Knight saga, he was like, I'm making three movies. Yeah. I'm done. This is the whole thing. Yes. This is the trilogy. We're done. <laughs> Disney's like, yo, this is a lot of money. And we've got theme parks. And yeah. We've got... 
movies and we've got whole like you know comic books that we can now sell and all this other stuff connected to it why not make more so then you've got this weird thing that happens after Endgame where like there's a complete story that happens and now we've got to build a new storyline okay so what is the best way to do that do you have a continuation of the stuff that you've built over the last 10 years or do you think to yourself hey we've got a new generation of people to do the exact same thing to yeah because all the people who were in it 10 years ago are in their 20s and 30s and 40s now right yeah why not get that gen z you know and below kind of people into comic books so why not start with like Disney Plus or like a Scarlet Witch yeah. or like with uh, She-Hulk or Moon Knight or things like that. These relatively obscure kind of superheroes that are on the fringe of yes. everything and then build a new Miss Marvel, build a new universe out of these people so that like one, this new generation has someone to look at and be like, oh my God, I see them in me or I see myself in these superheroes. But two, so they can have their own end game. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's going to be something big that's happening. We know that's going to happen. They've teased it for all this time, but we just don't know what it is yet. And I think that, like, by having the Marvel Cinematic Universe at this point in time be so incongruent, so all over the place, Mm. so scattered that, like, you're not able to pick up the clues and be like, this is how it's going to end. Right. It's forcing you to hate watch it. Yeah. Or well, not watch I, it at all. I, yeah, I was gonna say I I don't think I I hate watch it. I think I'm just much choosier with what I'm watching okay. with Marvel. So I think part of part of the the problem that I have or have had with it the last couple of years is just the sheer amount of movies. Mm-hmm. Like in in the first series, I understand like mm-hmm. Ant Man is someone that should be around like that's a good character it's a good like paul rudd's great it's a good movie but like did we need three ant-man movies and i understand that they're like you know they got to put some out every year they can't but also on the other side do they have to like would i would less people have seen endgame if they had one ant-man movie or if they had had um one doctor strange movie or something like that. Yes and no. I mean, because they're doing... They're, all these movies have been... Here's a movie introducing the character. Mm-hmm. And here's a secondary movie introducing conflict to that character. Yes. Right? So then yep. you see how they're they're really tested under conflict. And then the third movie is how does a character... Um, like, taking the conflict that they've had, then bring in a new reality into like, yes. you know, that situation. So... They've, it's all been formulaic in that way. I think that, like, yes, I do think we need three Ant-Men. However. I wonder how many people in the world have ever said that. I, think, <laughs> I mean, I, I think we need three. I don't think we need three as quickly as we're getting them. Sure. Okay. Because when the, when, the, when the universe first started, we were getting about a movie a year. Yeah. Maybe two. Right. If we were lucky. It was like didn't like like Iron Man 3 and the first Captain America in the same year or something and it was like oh my god like that's so like that's so cool we get both of these that's great like now we've got what four Disney shows in two years four uh, or five I think it's more than that because Moon Knight Moon Knight like Loki Scarlet Witch um, Miss Marvel 
in Miss Marvel. Yep, She Hulk. So it's five. Five in like two years. Yeah, I. That's a lot of shows. And it's a lot of shows to watch, and I think the other part of it is that they're like it used to be like the Marvel movies didn't miss. Like every Iron Man movie got great reviews. Every Captain America every movie. Every Iron Man movie. All right, Iron the Man first two, two were trash. The Iron Man two was trash. You didn't like two? Two was terrible. I might have been too young to appreciate how bad it was. There was, was the, <laughs> that was the one with uh, what's his name? Uh, he was a f- former wrestler. Oh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Trash. All right. I, I say, haven't seen that in. I would say of all years. the movies, Thor and the Iron Man were the, the worst ones. Iron Man one was great. Oh, I loved Thor. The original Thor. Oh yeah, gold hair. Th- oh yeah, Jeez. I Rack- love Thor. You're, and this is no, but your this opinions are- invalid for this the rest a- of this argument. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Ragnarok was the, the only good. Thor. Ragnarok was great. The other two, and <laughs> maybe if you this- said Thor two was good. I'm out. I. It was fine. All right. The first one I liked. The second one was like, all right. Ragnarok was great. I didn't see the new one. Okay. Because I heard it was bad. The new one was, was campy, like- which I think okay. was like good and bad. Like Thor is for the kids. Yeah. Let it be for the kids. You know what I mean? That was a subtle dig against me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see you. Like I think that like that's it's for children. It's for literal children. For children. And you loved it. Like, oh, that's not a wig at idiot. all. Like is no, it? it's no because what it is is like ten years ago, it would have been fine. Yeah. Because we were young. Yes. We're looking at these. We are <laughs> that is a good point. I have not seen Thor one since I was in my teen years. We're expecting these movies yeah. to age with us. We're expecting the yeah. shows to age with us, and in some ways they're trying to, but because they're still talking to a Disney young crowd, right. they can't do it in the same. They've got to be very yeah. like tongue in cheek about it. like the She Hulk series. The big villain was uh, incels. <laughs> Like I, I shit you not. I wish I was wrong about this. The big villain. No fucking way. There was like this group. I, 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 I swear to God, they had their own like Andrew Tate kind of conference. Wow. Where they were like, she shouldn't deserve these powers because these powers should go to men. She didn't even earn them. Mm, wow. The whole thing. Yeah. Like the big uh, climactic moment was they leaked her sex tape. I okay. shit you not. Wow. And then she, but like at a conference she was supposed to be at, where she was being honored for Woman Lawyer of the Year, uh, amongst seven other ladies who all got honored Woman of the Year because they were the only women in the department. Damn. Like it was just they all had OnlyFans though. I'm assuming that's how. Who knows? They were like, wait, wait no. This so isn't what an happened issue. was she hooked up with a guy and she was, and they were he videotaped it without her consent. Oh and then they man! And leaked the video, and so like it's all starting to make sense why there was so much like internet hate. For this show, from from the incels, they were like from the after it, and I was like, "All the right." The show factored that in. That, yeah. they were interviewing the director of the show, and they were like, "Yo, we didn't realize how like prevalent the incel movement was going to be." Yeah. But like to have the first couple episodes come out and hear all of these men be like, "She didn't earn these powers. Women don't even get that angry. It's fucking emotional." Ba-da-da-da. And then like having the villain be those guys, those internet trolls. At the end of the day, she was like, "This was icing on the cake." That's pretty brilliant. It was pretty brilliant. But again, it's like trying to bridge this gap between like us as grown people and yeah. like children who are now watching these shows. Yes. Like my favorite Marvel shows were the Netflix ones. Yeah, same. But like when you actually What was your favorite one of them? Uh I think I gotta go with Jessica Jones. Really? 
Oh, the Punisher was also great. Um, I li- I liked them all. Even that like weird uh, one where it was kind of the combination. Um, oh, Defenders. Yes, Defenders. Defenders. I was like, yeah, it's entertaining. Did I see like why Fist? they did it. It was fine. Yeah, that that was the one that I was like, uh, okay, all right. But um, yeah, Punisher, uh, Daredevil, and Jessica Jones. I we're all fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I even like Luke Cage. Yeah, thought, no, that was a great. I one. thought the actor himself who played Luke Cage wasn't amazing. Like he didn't emote sure. that much. Right. But everyone else around him was fantastic. Like the plot was fantastic. Like it was just really, really fun to watch. You know what I mean? It was like it was a lot like watching the people versus OJ. Yeah. We're like, Cuba, <laughs> we're like Cuba Gooding Jr. wasn't doing a good job. Yeah. But like everyone else was doing a good yeah. job around Cuba Gooding Jr. So you're like, I right, whatever. It's ah. Cuba Gooding Jr. playing OJ. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. But like. The guy playing fucking, you know, Mar- or uh, uh, Sarah Paulson playing Marsha, she did fantastic. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that was how I looked at Luke Cage. But Daredevil, I recently rewatched, and it was just perfect start to finish. I'm glad you brought those up because I think your point about, like, Marvel, Marvel is still making shows for children. Mm-hmm. And, like, Disney Plus doesn't have anything that's over TV 14 on it. They don't do any TVMA, and it... They have completely gone away from those adult shows. They're trying to. And, well, what do you mean? They're trying to go away from it. Or So there was a movie that just got released. Uh, oh gosh. Uh, something about a werewolf. Some werewolf movie that Marvel released. Oh. And it was TVMA. But it was to, like blood and violence. And stuff okay. Like it was fine. I mean, it was actually a really, really good movie. Um, but, like. For the mature rating, I was like, right, "Sure, this is fine." I think that uh, the hard part about Marvel is it's it's really just grown people arguing how childish a child's thing is supposed to be. Right? Like, yeah, it would be like arguing the continuity continuity uh, discrepancies in Power Rangers. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. It's not even the same costume, dude. What no, are you right, doing? Right, you know what I mean? right, right, right. Update your shit. Like, the Mighty Morphins are not as good as the Ninja Force. Ninja <laughs> Force Power Rangers were always going to be the best. And don't even get me started about fucking Mega Dino. Yeah. Because Dino, like, it's just like, sure. We love having stuff to argue about. Yeah. I, I guess what I'm, what I'm asking is, do you think Marvel is kind of holding themselves back by not leaning into more adult stuff selectively because for instance i feel like scarlet witch would have been better as a tvma show it was pretty confusing it was pretty it was a pretty out there idea children weren't gonna get that show anyway mm-hmm. but it, it still had sort of that like oh no we got to keep it pg-13 because this is marvel or whatever yeah. i was like i would have loved to see like a very dark scarlet witch a very dark doctor strange like the ones that I feel like there are a few movies that should be pointed more to adults in the Marvel universe that they are choosing not to. Yeah. And I, I want to get, I want to know your thoughts on like, is, do you think that's a good idea in the long run? Do you think like are children buying the Dr. Strange, uh, action figure because that movie's PG 13 instead of rated R? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. That's really, really tough. Right. Cause like, you, if you're, if I'm Disney and I want money, mm-hmm. then my money is going to be in the longevity of my fandom. Yes, and how wide that fandom is. 
you could be like, yo, I want Disney content to like appeal to me, the 25 to 40 range yep. of person. But we're going to grow out of that pretty quickly. And if they don't have that backup plan to get that like 10 to 18, so they have them for 10 years. And then when they become 25 to 45, yeah. they're like, oh, we want more content. It's like, it's the same reason why they remake all the Disney movies that we grew up on. Right. No one wanted to see a live action Lion King. But no. Beyonce's in this? Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's watch this. Like, they're trying the to bridge. Kid, yeah, kids want to see it. Kids yeah. want to see it. And guess who has to pay for those kids? We oh, do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, so, not me specifically. Right. But. So then it's like, right, same. Uh, but, like, <laughs> Disney's, Disney's going to get that money. Why not yeah. get that money? Yeah. The, the, the thing about it, too, from just, like, a, a morality sense is, like, do you really want the TVMA version of the grief of losing your children? In Scarlet I do. Witch, I do. You know what I mean? Are you kidding? I want like Elizabeth Olsen to like have some, like have the freedom to have like this real range. Like I want it to get dark. And I guess like I guess my point is, I'm afraid they're losing the 25 to 40 people because like they had us, they had us for a while. Yeah. But like you said, they're not growing with us. Those movies aren't growing with us. They and it's I feel like they have stopped making movies for the people that started with them as we've grown yeah but you know what disney has us in other ways right because like okay fine i don't want to watch these marvel things anymore and i'm just gonna watch the game and i'm gonna watch sports guess who mm -hmm. owns espn well okay yeah you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I, not, all right we could do media conglomerates in fine. another episode i i think no. they know how to tap into our range in whatever they, way they want to do it but they're going to sell us insurance if their life fucking depends exactly. on it. Exactly. Oh, you're seeing that Liberty Mutual commercial. <laughs> Guess who owns Liberty? No, they don't. I, I, don't. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Disney at this point. Right. So the thing, like, but the thing about it is, as more content gets on our streaming platforms, there are there is content that does reach out to us. Have you seen The Boys? I love The Boys. It's amazing. Yeah. That would be. I would love Disney to do that. They're never going to do that. No. Right. But Amazon. Was able to. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Amazon. We all love Amazon. This podcast hey, is brought to you by so Thursday Night Football every Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> every Thursday night, Thursday Night Football. You know, you can hear about it Friday morning on Sports Talk Game Breakers on Prime Video Live. This exactly. is what we have. Um, but, Everybody's uh, watching. Hey, look, Amazon would never say anything wrong about you guys. Honestly, if Disney would buy Amazon oh, right one now. One day shipping, my God. I don't oh know what I'd God. do without Prime, it. Amazon, Prime. This, this whole, I got Seven boxes. Apartments just littered in wow, boxes. You know, I can turn the camera, but that'd there, be too much work. I, you know, there's nothing bad I could ever say about Amazon. No. Uh, it's no, perfect. I love the drivers. Company. I love Andy Jassy. They're so I nice. Love... All the drivers are so nice. Everybody's <laughs> yeah, yeah. so welcoming. Yep. You know, yep. every, every. Oh my gosh. Amazon warehouse worker saved my dog the other day. <laughs> I was gonna get hit by a car. He saved it. And I was I, like, you I, know what? You know, I've this seen is, Amazon. This is what Amazon stands I've seen for. An Amazon company. driver fix a marriage. <laughs> I look, guys. There's nothing bad. I they work 14 hours at the warehouse and then they do marriage counseling. That's, That's what the type of people that Amazon that is the type hires. Of people they are. And like, honestly, it's <laughs> like when I, when I think of Amazon, I think of Thanksgiving every day. It's just the goodness out of your heart. It is every day. It's just a full turkey with gravy and everything like that. I nothing bad I could ever say. Anyway, Thursday night football. Yeah. Tune in. Um, but no, it, it's like. My question to you, I guess, is does Disney do you think Disney has an obligation to reach out to us anymore? Or like we're when they reached out to us when we were kids, was that exactly what they were supposed to have continued doing? Like keep reaching out to like it's like that Matthew McConaughey shit. 
where it's like no matter how old I get, everybody stays the same. For Disney, yeah. everyone's eighteen. Yeah. Or thirteen, or however oh, the age whatever that, age they want them to they be. They want you know? it to be for them to reach out to them. Yep. So we're aging, and they're not, and we're like, why don't they understand mm. what we're going? Yeah. It's like talking to like talking to a twenty-one-year-old when you're twenty-one versus talking to a twenty-one-year-old when you're thirty. Yeah. And you're like, why aren't you getting this? Yeah. And you're like, I'm twenty-one. <laughs> well, I'm literally talking about how my back is aching every yeah. day. Now I see where your riot date went wrong. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yes. So no, like, I I think you're right, and I think you you bring up a very good point of who is the most profitable. What is the most profitable age for Disney to get somebody? And I think it's probably four, fourteen, four. Sure. Okay. So long to I'm talking like if you Marvel if you could get them for one year, Marvel Disney. Because if you think about it, if they like a 14 year old, gonna get their parents to buy movie tickets. Yep. They're gonna get their parents to buy the shows. Yep. They're gonna get their parents to go to Disney World mm-hmm. to go to the Marvel exhibit. 14. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think there's a single thing that Disney is doing that a 14 year old would not want to be a part of. And this this is exactly to your point, mm-hmm. which is like I might want to watch the movie, but I'm not going to fucking Disney World. I'm no. not going to buy the action figures. No. They could put all that effort into those shows, movies, or whatever, and they're going to get ten hours of viewership out of me. Where like if they put it into these kids, then they're going to get ten hours of viewerships. They're going to get tickets. They're going to get YouTube dissections. They're going to tell their merch. friends. They're going to get merch. That's a great way to put it. <clears throat> My original thought, and I'm glad you brought up the boys, is that they are leaving that part of the market open. And that's what DC has tried to capitalize on. But they're doing a really terrible job. DC is doing an awful fucking job of it. I didn't even but watch Black Adam. Dark, I didn't either. I like. I was like, if people say this is good, then maybe I'll watch it on my TV after it's done in theaters. I was but more people excited. Were like, it was awful. I was more excited to see Mo Ammer. And, yeah, and Black yes. Adam, and yes. I was to see anybody. I was like, "Oh shit, comedians are getting work." Yeah, yes, right. Mo. You know what <laughs> I mean? That dude is fucking everywhere. Now. He's everywhere. God damn. He's Hulu. He's opening for Chappelle. It's like Jesus. He, he's got good for him. He's got a good trajectory. He's doing well. You know, and I'm happy for him. But yep. like, I think that like that's the thing. It's like DC's trying to do that, but they're trying to do it the Marvel way, mm. which is like, let's create this universe. Yes, with no buy-in. Right. Like, let's just create it. Then they were like, you know what? The universe isn't working. Batman seems to be going well. Yeah. Let's just create stuff around Batman over and over and over yeah. again. Yes. And like, I'm tired of seeing the same story over and over. So that's not working. You're and, tired of the Batman movies. Yeah. Really? Okay. The Robert Pattinson wow. one was good. Maybe a smidge too long. Yeah. Definitely too long. I liked it a lot, though. I liked it a lot. Okay. But also, like, we keep seeing Batman's origin over and over and over yes. again. Yeah. Whereas, like, I want to see a Nightwing movie. I want to see a Robin movie. I want to see a Batman Beyond. Yes. If we're gonna go Batman, I want to see. Uh, I want to see a live action movie Teen Titans. I want to. Yes. Like, there's so I many- was actually just thinking. I think Teen Titans would be a good one. And I think it's because like every everyone in the DC universe is fairly humanized. Yes. They're they are beatable. Up to a point, mm-hmm. and then I like they start bringing in Miss Marvel and like the 
ultra powerful like can't be killed because they could destroy the universe if they wanted to type but like most of the base layer like mm-hmm. captain america you could beat up captain america yeah you can beat up iron man mm-hmm. and you could beat up batman which is why i would argue like that's really their only success consistently successful one but you can't do shit to superman no you can't but i also think that there's like also they keep facing villains that are like ethereal villains it's like bad guy could destroy universe if wanted to right guy rather than like like the riddler i thought was really really great yes in that like he was just a guy yep like to a point where like he was turning to like his 500 followers and be like yo thanks for following me it's me the riddler <laughs> you know what i mean you know someone's gonna destroy gotham city yep. i'm just like one of those guys you know what i mean you know me anyway follow my patreon <laughs> donate if you can three dollars a month right and so like that felt authentic in yes. the weirdest way yeah of like that's the villain the type of villain i want to see and that's the type of villain that like the dc universe could do really really well with yes and like that's what they should be doing and they're not right rather than like we're fa- facing off against dark side or we're facing off against like yeah. you know his minion who's just like a wood like a guy made of stone like no give me a villain that like even like when they did with Black Panther, like what Marvel did with Black Panther, where like you didn't necessarily disagree with the villain. And this is the new black or the, the old. So oh, with, yeah. Uh, Michael yeah, yeah, B. Yeah. Jordan, yes. you're like, well, I mean, if you gave black people weapons, I mean, <laughs> it wouldn't be bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just like, out. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. like, should we? You know what I'm saying? This is like oh, personal like, freedom. Like, I don't want anyone. I don't want anyone to be hurt. But they have hurt us for so long. You know. Yeah. Just, yeah. So like, and 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 if you were to stand on 125th Street for longer than 10 minutes, you're gonna have that conversation anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of being like, oh, bro, let's just be nice. To everybody. Now you're confusing like, that with Luke Cage. Not <laughs> saying right. They're like, they're like, no, let's be nice, to everybody. They're like, yeah. nice. What about 400 years of slavery? You're like, oh shit. So like. <laughs> What about my phone? You're like, whoa, what's going on here? But like, that's that I think is like what made Black Panther like really, really good. It was like this Malcolm X, Martin Luther King ishness yes. of it, where like half the audience is like, well, I mean, and the other half of them was like, well, I mean, and DC is like, this is a bad guy. Okay. Fight bad guy. Yeah. Whereas like, I think a complex villain would be a lot of fun. Yeah. There is quite a bit more internal struggle yeah in uh, it feels kind of like like those first iron man movies Mm -hmm. and the first captain america movie was like this is a bad guy iron man's literally fighting terrorists in that first movie it's like (laughs) there's there's no there's not much gray area but then they do in terms of storyline start to get into like oh no this is like his mentor that he has to fight and that's kind of where i think to your point it really started to take off because there's like some complexity to it. It's like nobody's a hundred percent right, nobody's a hundred percent wrong. That's anymore. why Civil War was so good. Civil War was great. It was great because you were like, "Hey, look, I don't want people to die, but also I don't want the government controlling who can be saved and who can't be saved. I just right. want to be a hero." You're like, oh shit, this is a complex thing where like you could see both sides of these things, and then like the good thing about Civil War is it had no no conclusion. Everyone was just hurt in the end. Right. Right. But like, even with like Black Panther and some of these more complex films, 
the main character changes based off of the villain's ideology. Like they go, you know what? Maybe we don't attack everybody and like force liberation on the world. <laughs> but what we can do is say, how do we help the communities a little bit more so that like they're not struggling as bad? Okay, cool. That's like uh, someone got pushed in a direction due to a an equal and opposite force. Whereas with like a lot of the DC movies and a lot of some other movies, it's just like I beat the bad guy, yay! Yeah. Like, also weird side tangent here. I'm sorry for taking you on such no, a long tangent. Please. I have this theory that I've been working out for quite some time. It hit me. I love a theory. Do you remember the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies? Love them. Yeah. Fantastic. I haven't seen them since I was a kid. Okay. But they were like, I mean, the Doc Ock one was like, that might have been the first ever like really good non-Batman superhero movie. Because like some of those older Batman ones were like, they were, they were pretty good. Mm-hmm. And did you know that they were the first superhero series released post 9-11? Mm-mm. Yeah. So much so that the original trailer for the first Spider-Man movie, the Twin Towers were still in it. Oh, wow. To, okay. They had to take down the trailer. Oh, so no. He was, he was in a hammock between the, t- the Twin Towers. Uh, okay. Is like, there? Can you find that on YouTube? Oh, absolutely. All right. I you. might have to look um, that up. It was like, <laughs> he was either in a hammock or he caught a helicopter that was like trying to get away from a crime. Okay. In between the two two towers. God, so, that'd be a cool shot. Super cool shot. Osama Bin Laden just took so much from us. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I'll never forget. As long as I we live. We could have had that sick fucking I'll scene I'll never forget how much Osama Bin Laden took from us. <laughs> like the Spider-Man shot. Are you serious oh, right now? Oh, my God. Sure, people died, but the Spider-Man... Anyway, oh, so... It's just like... I mean, not to minimize. It's just the cherry on top, you know? <laughs> <laughs> We'd be in such a better place as a country if that didn't happen. That's all I'm saying. So... <laughs> so... All right. So they were the first movies released post 9-11. And if you look at the plot of each movie, they directly follow the Iraq war. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah please. Hear me out. Elaborate. Spider-Man 1. Okay. All right. You have a absolute hero. You have an absolute villain. Okay. All right. Green Goblin is unquestionably a yes. bad guy. Yeah. All right. He's got the backstory of like they were buddies, which also the U.S. was friends with Iraq. Boom. And Saddam Hussein. There you go. Yep. And then shit changed. Yep. And now they're no longer friends. And not only were they not longer no longer friends, but Saudi Arabia slash Green Goblin was talking a lot of shit behind mm. his back, trying to figure shit out. And then was like, no, I'm going to attack you. I'm gonna, yep. You know, yep. whatever. Absolute hero, absolute villain. Hero prevails over the villain, just like the U.S. is prevailing over right. this war. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, a little bit more complex. Okay? Yep. You know? You've got a hero that just wants to do good. Like, you got a guy who just wants to do good, but he just hasn't figured out the right way to do it yet. Uh-huh. You know? And sometimes doing that just comes off a little bit more evil than what you thought it was. And mm-hmm. now you're so... you're th- That evil is just attached to you in the back of your neck. You can you can't almost yep. get rid of it. Yep. And, 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 and it's so visible that only that everyone wants to talk about it. And that's the only thing people see about you. Yep. You know, kind of like uh, the egg on the face of the U.S. had when they were like, oh, Iraq has weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> And they didn't, you know, um, 
<laughs> and so, but not only that, like you saying that the octopus claws weren't actually there. No, nope. they were. They were. They were they a figment were, of everyone's imagination. He wasn't actually were. making the sun. He was like thinking about it. Exactly. You know. In you know, you need a lot of nuclear power to make the <laughs> yeah. sun. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Uh, all in all, not a bad idea. Exactly. He would have solved a lot of problems if he actually made the sun. You know, maybe it, not in the middle of New York City, but right. like you know, right. And that's the thing. It's like good hey, intentions, right? And here's the thing: the hero wasn't here to stop the villain it was just or like stop the making of the sun to help power the city that's not what it was yeah it was just to stop everyone from being you know harmful to everyone else because like what if we what if we make this power source for everybody but it ends up hurting a lot of people i'm gonna be a good hero with the united states of america yeah let's go ahead and end this right uh also i think this is the spider-man movie uh where uh peter parker has erectile dysfunction for after <laughs> What? Yeah, yeah, he like can't get his webbing to work. Oh, I got you. Yeah, he's like, oh, what? I'm just like not. I was like, yo, is this something I just totally yeah, missed as like, a kid? I just You're not like, the same Spider-Man I used to be. Something in my mind. I'm distracted. Does anyone have any pills for this? Oh my gosh. Oh. I need to drink more water. I think I those are really need what it more is. water. Like, just been drinking all night. I got a lot Shit. on my plate. You I gotta know? invent blue chew. So you gotta lot, like so much. I just really want. So then, uh, Spider-Man three comes around the era of every late night show be, okay not only being out but being very like opinionated about the war okay okay so yeah. now you have all these different villains yeah no everyone's got their own voice none of them kind of line up is that They're, the one with venom which okay venom yeah sandman yep and uh, harry's green goblin yes or you know iran right uh, i <laughs> Is it Iran or Iraq? Which one is the Green Goblin? Or is you know, he just the Middle didn't East? Didn't we start in, in Iraq and move to Iran? Uh, no, we started in Afghanistan and went to Iraq. Afghanistan moved to yeah. Iraq, so like probably Iraq at this point. But like, <laughs> so you know, everyone's out to get the U.S., but the U.S. is just trying to do its job. Mm. You know, yeah. And so then yeah. the U.S. thinks to itself, like, okay, well, maybe if I'm a little bit more evil. All right, maybe if I have a little bit of extra power, you know, and kind of assert myself a little bit more. Yeah. Yep. I'll be able to quell some of these villains for a little bit. You okay. know, okay. It, may, it may not be the right way to yep. do it, but it'll it'll be a way. Okay. And then that's Spider-Man one through three, and I think that they're directly tied to the Iraq War. Wow. And uh, you know, and if anything is going to get me kicked off of. <laughs> 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 I mean, the war is over. This is a historical it's theory a historical at this point. Theory. This um, is not. This isn't a conspiracy. This is this is a theory about movies and the writer directors of those movies. So what I would say is to clear all of this up. I think Sam Raimi tried to connect this to the war, mm. and I think like this was like he his, would do some weird shit like that. He would. He would. And I think yeah. like that's what he was trying to do in these okay. movies. I, do I agree with everything that it was in? <laughs> sure. Who knows? <laughs> Who yeah, knows? I'm that's a man, another podcast. I'm a man without opinions the next time drax comes on we're doing one about uh global geo geopolitics and the yeah. stranglehold the oh oil gosh. producing companies have you know on, you know uh, what you know my it? thoughts about finland <laughs> let me tell you about finland now i'm uh, pulling their weight around here yeah, okay <laughs> poland call me call yeah. me poland but no um yeah so that's my theory about the spider finland is the raya of countries um oh absolutely like good on paper not in theory no nah, what are we doing but here? you're paying way too much money you're to paying there. way too much money yeah, yeah. oh yeah universal health care uh, i think it's concerning how much i like that theory really? that quickly it's like i should on- i should make sure i'm not being influenced by other crazy like conspiracy theories that quickly it'd be like yeah that checks out to me but it all <laughs> checks out it's like if you, and especially if you watch them you're like yeah like also 
Spider-Man number one, a trillion American flags. Yes. Well, yeah. Spider-Man number two had the scene where his mask comes off and people Mm -hmm. get to see him for who he really is on the subway. Yeah. And they're like, hey, hey, this is New York. (laughs) Yeah. You can be whoever the fuck you want to be. All right. (laughs) Put that mask back on. No one saw shit. Yeah. All right. That is what would happen, too. Like growing up in the Midwest, I was like, what the? They're not going to like take a fucking picture. I'm like, no, 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 no. They're like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to know who you are. A, a, a marathoner <laughs> passed out yesterday, the NYC marathon, and people ran past. Like, oh, like, no. Like, nah, I'm not messing I mean, up my time for you. Yeah. You'd think at least all the tourists coming in for the marathon. Like, I get it if it was all actual New Yorkers running. But. They had to create the see something, say something for New Yorkers. Yeah, I know. Like they're not saying that in Idaho. No, no, because they're going to tell you know. exactly what they saw. Everyone in Idaho's a rat. <laughs> <laughs> they're be like, no, I saw a guy do a crazy thing in New York. They're like, ah, whatever, dude. He shits on the subway. He shits on yeah, the subway. Yeah, it's fun. like, uh, what are you gonna do? Exactly. Um, I'm glad you brought up Spider Man uh, because I I want to link it back to one of the things that you said, and I want to ask the question: Why do the new Spider Mans work so well? when they don't follow that same internal struggle that the other uh, superheroes are having. In that, like, he is a kid, but, like, there is a clear line of good and evil in all of the newer Spider-Man movies, including Into the Spider-Verse, which might be a top Into three Marvel movie. Into the Spider-Verse is amazing. Um, but, like, it is, it is Tom Holland against the bad guys and like maybe jake gyllenhaal tricks him a little bit tricks the american public but like for the most part like he's bad there's there's a clear line there can i disagree with you on that please okay i think that there are two things with spider-man and i think that it's it's what's made him such a successful franchise for so long Mm -hmm. spider-man is this teenage boy who whether it be miles morales or uh peter parker is supposed to relate to like you as a like you figuring it out. It's like a puberty story. Yeah. Right. You like you wake up and you're just your body's different. You can do things that you weren't able to do. Your voice is changing. Your body like it's puberty. And in that, right, you have like the physical stuff of it of like I've got webs and I can do this and yada yada yeah yeah. But I think that like the thing that connects fans to Spider Man in a way that like these other shows haven't done so well is that like it's not the villain it's the lesson Mm. spider-man lost uh iron man he lost uh tony as a mentor tony stark as a mentor and so it's not necessarily that jake gyllenhaal was such a villain it's the fact that like i'm hurt at jake gyllenhaal being a villain because i really wanted him to find a new mentor Ah, okay. I really wanted yeah. him to have a father figure to like lean into and be like, no, like, right. he's got me. He's gonna take care of me. He like has my best interest in mind, and he like he wants that. And so like the betrayal isn't that like he's a villain. We know Mysterio is a villain. The betrayal is like you went through all this work to make me trust you. Yeah. And then I didn't. Then you look at the new Spider-Man, right? With uh, where everybody comes back in, and like he's got this like huge distrust of people from Jake Gyllenhaal who's now exposed his identity to everybody but he's trying to figure out this line of like what type of hero am I going to be now that I don't have a mentor to tell me who that is Mm. right and so he's got two warring ideologies Doctor Strange is like 
villains are villains. Put them away. Send them where they need to go. Yep. His aunt is like restorative justice. There's a reason why they're bad or considered bad, but like maybe you can make them better. Yeah. Figure out how to make them better. The big betrayal moment for me in that movie, and the thing that carries that movie is like the person that you feel like was right was the person that got hurt by you doing the thing that they told you to do. Okay. Right? So like yeah. in his mind, he's got this conflicting story of like, if I just did what Dr. Strange said, even though I don't agree with it, my aunt would be alive. Right. So like spoilers. What, <laughs> so what do I so what do I do? Right? Like what do I do? Do I do I become this cold, callous person? Right. Or do I like despite everything going on still kind of hold on to this thing? And so like that was the villain. The villain was this mm. internal battle. Gotcha. These other things around him are just the manifestation of that internal battle. I see. And so seeing the other Spider-Man go like, look, you've experienced tragedy. So have we, and here's how we've experienced it. Yep. And like, we decided to do good. This in spite of that was the lesson. So it's a much more like, even though there is a clear cut villain, what you're saying is it's a much more human story. It's a much more human story, which is what I was it's, trying to speak to earlier. Right. Which is like, if, if I'm watching, the thing that like makes superheroes fun is somebody that you can relate to who has more power than you. Yes. Wow, if I could just kick flip my, I, you're my right. boss in the face, that right, would be right. insane. That would be amazing. Yeah. And then I could like run and swing through the city and have the power to stop bad things from happening to good people. I don't have that. So what I can pull from those things are the lessons. Which is why I think like Black Panther is gonna do well this weekend because um a real life thing clashed with a comic book thing. Right? Okay. Chadwick Boseman passed away. Right. In the middle of COVID. So like there was no real chance to mourn him. Okay. Yeah. So I think that like for the black community, this movie the villain doesn't matter. Right. The plot doesn't matter. Who the next Black Panther is doesn't matter. It's the closure. Sure. They're like Shit, I can I can now finally grieve with people about Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, in a space where that is okay to to be grieving in. Yeah, it's like this real life meeting thing. So if they do it right, then it's a situation of like, like I love this movie because it gave me that opportunity to grieve. Okay, I love this movie because it gave me that closure. Not, I love this movie because Namor is such a good villain. Right. Or I love this right, movie right, because right. the graphics were so good. I didn't give a fuck about the graphics. It's, they're still cool. They're cool. But I get what you're saying. But, so it's the human element of superhero movies that keeps people coming back. I think that the algorith, algor, uh, algorithm of it all that yeah. has been happening lately in, in superhero uh, shows has taken the human element out of it. And I think that's why fans are getting upset. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's your that's your fix for them. Bring yeah. the human element back. I would We have to keep murdering the stars of these movies. Not even so that. that. We can get closure on them. You know what Marvel really needs to do? Marvel has spent a lot of time building out this universe. We know exactly what's happened 
we know pretty much the entire timeline of everything, who all is involved. I think what Marvel really needs to do is release a rom com <laughs> or like a love life dating drama <laughs> of just some guy who got blipped and is now back. Okay. And his girlfriend's like got a new boyfriend because yeah. it's been five years and like she didn't think you were coming back. <laughs> and now. He's got to find like a new place and get back into the dating pool and things like that. And then as all of this stuff is happening, like he's still in the Marvel universe. So like, yeah, uh, this just in the universe changed today. The sky went black for 10 minutes because, you know, this villain blocked out the sun. But don't worry, guys. Everything's fine. It's like you're living in this calamity, but it's so much less about the superheroes around it. Right. And so much more about the human element. So then once you can put the audience in that and be like, shit, it would be really hard to be gone for five years and come back and try to yeah. rebuild your life and all this other stuff outside of the superhero element. I think that that would make Marvel like a way more fun and relatable place. But I, I think that's a great idea. Thank you. I, I, think, think, I think Amazon should, uh, you should throw that at someone you know, at your regular, <laughs> at your day job. It's like, hey, how do you guys feel about, it's like, you know. Do you know anyone in Marvel? Like, is that you know? If Amazon ever partners <laughs> with Marvel for a rom com about uh, someone living in a superhero world post blip, whatever, it's, it's it's a dumb idea. It's dumb. It's dumb. No, it's dumb. A, nobody Call make me. this. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm right here. Uh, huge Amazon fan here. Um, you know, uh, you can prime me a contract. It'll be there yep. overnight. You know, whatever you need to do. Yeah, I'm here. Damn. I I you know what? I really appreciate this conversation because I think personally I had. I had lost a little bit of the like magic around Marvel for all the the reasons that I kind of said at the beginning. It's mm-hmm. like I felt like it was algorithmic. I like there's just so many of them, but I I really appreciate your point of view on it. That's like no, this is why these are fun. Like we're allowed to have fun and have these like human stories, and it doesn't have to be like this like perfect blockbuster movie to to enjoy these anymore. So yeah. Um, Thanks for coming on. Thanks this for is great. Me. What can you plug? Where are you right. going to be? Where can people find what you? I'm legally allowed to plug. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, you can find me on all social media at This Guy Drex. Uh, yeah. I'm on Sports Talk Game Breakers on Prime Video Live. That's the legal name for it. Uh, every day, Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m., uh, with my co host, Aton Levine. And uh, you can uh, catch me at pretty much any show in New York City because I have to be here five days a week. So, yeah. Uh, there you go. That's me. Yeah. He's all over the place. You come to New York, you can find a find him on a show. Um, as always, follow me at Corey T Comedy on all social media, and then come to uh, my weekly show at Ferns in the East Village, uh, New York. Drex done it what two, three times? Two, three times. Yeah. I love it. It's one of the, my favorite shows in the city. That's such a that means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Have me back in the um, Yeah, and then go check out. We are both on the Queen of Hearts podcast, so go go check out those episodes. Yes, um, and go listen. I already did the podcast with the. Um, with Chelsea who was on that episode with me so go listen to that oh yeah absolutely that and also uh, every last Thursday of the month uh, we're at the gutter for NYC is dead Uh, we got pushed to December 1st uh, that's our next show uh, because there was uh, something better happening the night that we were doing our show that is such a bitch when that happens it really is but you know catch us then yep yeah cool let's do it again soon sounds good man thank you (laughs) 